Welcome to Funny Parents, everybody. I'm Mary Teresa Archbold. And I am Pat Shea. And we are so happy to bay back in your ears today. To bay back in your ears. Is that what I said? It, it sounded like that to me. That's fine. One of our kids is into Beyblades at the moment. Oh, and a lot so, of Beyblading. Although he calls them Bays for short. I don't know if anyone else's kids are doing the uh, the I have to give a nickname or some sort of cool name to everything. Yes, definitely. Our kids are really big into that. Yeah, we're into the Bays for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. one is, and then the other is Adamantly resolutely opposed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, speaking of... Ideas and things going around the world. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Yes. Around the world. We are very excited. Uh, turns out this week we were really big in the Philippines. Yes. Yay. So thank you. And yeah. it, it, we have to note we we met uh, someone from the Philippines a few weeks ago. And, and he was like, I'm going to check out your podcast. So, hey, if you're out there. Yes, and thank yeah, you. We won't name names. To but all the folks. It was uh, pretty cool to see it, we were listed in the Philippines. It is. And yeah. Fairfax, Virginia, Brooklyn, represent uh, Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Thank you. Chandler, Arizona. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We are so excited that our podcast is reaching all over the place. Um, and it's, it's just really cool to... Uh, uh, to see you out there listening, and if if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review, share it with a friend, drop by the face uh, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash funny parents. And uh, this week particularly, uh, we'll have a topic, and we'd love to hear your experiences with that topic. Because this week, we have a fantastic episode by a legendary storyteller. Yeah. Uh, Host, this, is, this was this was a this was a win. This is a big one. Yeah, I uh, was a host of NPR's Ask Me Another, none other than the absolutely hilarious Ophira Eisenberg. Yes, shared a story at our live show that we did this past fall, and I am Ophira is an amazing storyteller. If you've mm -hmm. not experienced her stories, please, please, please check her out because uh, she's hilarious, and she talks about something that many of us who have children uh, created and then never use. Yes. Yes. The birth plan. Yes. We read the books. We did the things. You had the, the idea of how it was going plan. to go. Yes. Favorite music you were going to listen to. Yeah. All the things. And then you actually went into labor and that plan went out the window. So Ophira is going to share a wonderful story of her amazingly thought out birth plan. And then what actually happened. Enjoy. Everybody. Hi. Hi. So uh, I had the task this week of taking all the files off a old laptop uh, and going through them. And as I was really quickly just going through the documents because I hate this kind of work, I saw a Word document labeled birth plan. 
which made me laugh out loud, because uh, I had no idea what this document contained, even though I knew I wrote it. And a birth plan, of course, is something that they made me do in the birthing class I took. Uh, it is a idealist document about a future utopia you will never realize. Uh, I, I remember when they were instructing us how to write this birth plan in the class, they were like, think about what candles you might want to bring to the hospital, what music you would like to listen to, uh, perhaps a movie that you can watch while you are gently going through labor. Uh, and, and people took these, these documents very seriously. I knew that I would never take this document very seriously because I conceived over 40. And so as far as all of the doctors I dealt with were concerned, nothing had gone as planned already. <laughs> so uh, every appointment I ever had was all about like scares and problems and things that might happen and when can you write down the date you would like a cesarean. Uh, and I will tell you that I wasn't against a cesarean. I mean, I knew that they wanted it for their convenience. I just, I, from a, I wasn't going to put anyone at risk, but from a, I guess a vanity point of view, I have a big scar on my stomach from a car accident, surgery I had when I was a kid. I have a breast cancer surgery scar. I just felt like there was another, not fucking scars on my torso. <laughs> I was like, one more, I'm gonna make an asterisk. Like I was just trying to avoid it because I didn't want another scar. And so I was also always talking to them like, well, at what point do we have to make this decision? Like, are, when do you want to take your vacation? Just so I'm clear about like who we're talking about needs the cesarean appointment. My birth plan, I opened up the document. My birth plan was pretty uh, simple because I, of course I knew it was a uh, empty document. But it did include one thing, which uh, was, was the media I would bring. And I decided <laughs> that I was gonna bring my favorite movie. And my favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Woo! That's my favorite movie. And I'll tell you why. Marion Ravenwood. That is uh, the female character I basically designed my entire life off of. <laughs> I saw that movie when I was pretty young. And if you can remember that movie, maybe you've never seen it, but upon meeting Indiana Jones, when we are introduced to Marion Ravenwood, she is in the middle of a shot contact, uh, contest against a whole bunch of Nepalese men. She wins the contest, takes in all the money, has another shot, and then Indiana Jones, her love, her ex walks in, and she kind of like talks to him like, well, I knew you'd walk in here one day, and then punches him in the face. And I was like, that's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. There's also a great moment in that movie near the end that I also love, and it's a special effects moment. Uh, and it is basically the, the head worse Nazi is very excited about seeing them open up the Ark of the Covenant and seeing all the beauty. And when they open it up, uh, all of these wonderful angels are kind of floating around uh, that turn evil. And at first he goes, it's beautiful. And then they basically turn evil and make his face melt. And there's amazing special effects they, where they use a, basically a big candle and you just see this waxy face melt with very gorily and these glasses just go blah, 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 blah. It's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> so I was like, that's what I want to watch when I'm at the hospital. Uh, everything was actually going 
just fine. And although I was approaching my uh, due date, so this idea of this birth plan kept coming up. And then I went to my doctor and because I was over 40, they were like, okay, if you are not in the hospital uh, in two days, we're gonna induce. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, but then my OBGYN said, I'm gonna give you a gift. And I was like, oh, what is that? And I laid down on a table and um, she stuck her hand up me as if I were a, a, a Marian, like a puppet with a very long skirt, I suppose. And she did something which is called uh, stripping the cervical membrane, a manual strip, which was, I think, I don't remember how painful it was. I just remember I was hysterically laughing for about half an hour afterwards, which is the kind of reaction I have where I can't uh, assess reality anymore. And I've just gone away into a place where I'm just high on the fact that pain and pleasure have hit the same point. <laughs> And I left, and uh, the, that evening I went to a bar. I went to a bar with my friend, not drinking, but I went to a bar, and I was eating a white anchovy toast when I said to my friend, I really feel like I have to go to the bathroom. And by that I meant, like, I felt like I had to take a shit. Uh, but not really. Uh, it was sort of in between, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, and so I came back to the table, and I was like, I think i got to leave the bar. And she was like, all right. And I remember walking home and getting into my apartment, and although I didn't drink, you know that moment, uh, that feeling of when you're out with people and you've had a little bit too much to drink, but while you're with them, you're not drunk, and then the second you get home, you realize that you are just trashed? Uh, I had that moment but not with alcohol. As soon as I got into my house, I was like, because ah! I was in labor, but I was in something called back labor. Thank you. It's something they don't cover in any of the classes. Actually, there's usually a couple lines where they're like, and if you're in back labor, it's really bad. And then they just move on because it is, uh, it is really painful and they don't want to tell you that. <laughs> but it's basically the, the, the baby, the fetus is turned around and they are just pressing on this part of your back. It's like there's a sledgehammer inside of you that is going right here um, in the, your sacrum. I believe it's your sacrum. No longer sacred at all, no longer <laughs> sacred. So that is happening and of course with, uh, with labor there's supposed to be this time thing where it's like it progresses but this was just utter pain where I was screaming for a minute, 20 seconds off and continuing. And I was too afraid to go to the hospital because I was over 40, and I worried that if I went there at a moment where my labor had not progressed, that I would just be taken to an operating table. So I was like, let's call the doula, screaming at my husband, who was, by the way, useless. Um, <laughs> but he could dial a phone. So I said, call the doula. We had, we had hired a doula. And she said, yeah, 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 there's no problem. Here's how you solve back labor. While well, I'm screaming and falling and all over the place, and uh, I literally left this planet, she said, I need you to go into a downward dog, but with your elbows on the floor, and stay like that for 45 minutes. <laughs> and I said to my husband, fire the fucking doula. <laughs> It continued till we decided to order an Uber XL. <laughs> Poor Uber XL. It is the party van and the van that takes women in labor to hospitals in New York. I don't think anything in between. And we, I got in that car with my husband screaming and yelling, please make it stop, God, please make it stop. 
and the Uber driver was amazing. He, uh, he just kept going, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> Uh, made it to the hospital. You know, it was also not on my birth plan, an epidural, because I had this sick idea that I was like, I've been through a lot of pain in my life, I can totally deal with this. <laughs> because I did a little hypnotism for like 20 seconds leading up to a birth class one day, and I was like, I'll hypnotize myself through it too, because I listened to that recording. Uh, we got in there, and they were like, does she want an epidural? I was like, epidural! And uh, this guy came in, his name was Brandon, he told me, because he walked in, he went, hi, I'm Brandon, and he smiled, and I just remember a sparkle gleamed off of his teeth. <laughs> and he told me that I had to be still for, uh, it's like a couple minutes to get that inserted into, the, into your spine, and, I, and this uh, nurse came in front of me, and she said, just, just squeeze my hands as hard as you want, just squeeze my hands as hard as you want. And I remember just going like, Nah! And then she was like, okay, okay, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good, not that hard. And I was like, you said the hard as I want. <laughs> they gave me the epidural, and I came back to this planet. I came back from the extreme pain, and uh, I remember I just said, thank you, thank you. And Brandon said, if you're still looking for a name for your child, just remember, mine is Brandon. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's, uh, that's quite a business card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I fell asleep, I passed out. Uh, I came back and I was um, burping up white anchovy, a food I will never eat again um, from those little toasts. Um, and uh, then the whole process started, they threw oxygen on me, they told me I was running a fever and my OBGYN came and said, Time is now, make this fucking happen. And I was like, she just swore at me, holy crap. Uh, and somehow we got a lot of people around and there was, it was a big coaching session, as many of you know. Anyhow, the whole point is somehow, somehow it happened. Somehow this crying baby was placed on my chest and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. And they said, what's his name? And I said, Lucas, Herbie, Abraham, Eisenberg, Bayless. And my husband said, what? And I was like, write this down! <laughs> I should never ha ask a delirious uh, woman what the name of her child is right after he was born. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I remember a friend of mine telling me that after she had delivered her baby and she was over 40, that she had heard a doctor say as they were walking out, that was one old dried up placenta. Oh. It is stuck in my brain. Like I've, and I, I, for some reason I was now worried about this. So as they are cleaning up, I said, excuse me, was my placenta like old and dried up? And this woman went, no, and she grabbed a tray and held it up for me, this big flat stingray just sopping with blood. And I was like, it's beautiful! <laughs> and then they were like, are you going to keep it to eat it? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Um, Nothing went as planned. Nothing went as planned as I read through my birth document that I wrote from this idealistic utopia that would never, ever happen. Uh, nothing as I wrote. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it worked out exactly as I always wanted it. Thank you.
think it's universal. And, uh, you know, it, it isn't just giving birth. I mean, one of my favorite Dwight Eisenhower quotes is, yeah, yeah, Mary's looking at me like I'm insane. Dwight Eisenhower, as it turns out, has never given birth. Um, but he did say uh, plans, uh, I'm sorry, planning is essential, but plans are useless. And I think that's really, really, it really, really resonates me uh, with me around this topic. You have this idea, you've thought it out, and it's important to think it out. And then what happens, happens. Like, I didn't expect that with our first child, we were going to watch a love it or list it marathon <laughs> while in labor. Or that I remember the moment when you, when you turned to me and you were like, turn off love it or list it. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. It's that benign show. There's other things going on. And yeah. Uh, or the second <laughs> one where we watched White Christmas, which was yes. much more enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah, it's clearly a December baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I, you know, we all had the plans. We a, friend, a good friend of mine who gave birth about a year before me gave me all these books on hypnobirthing mm-hmm. and how that was going to work. Um, I will be honest. It didn't like, end up working for her, though, did it? No, it did not. Yeah. Uh, I read two chapters of it and I was like, okay. I am team epidural, team epidural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was totally yeah. team epidural until it wears off on one side, which they don't tell you about, but it does. Uh, <laughs> not once, but twice that it wears off like on one side. We have so many birth stories on the show uh, or birthing stories on the show. I feel like one of these days we're actually going to have to share well, one of ours. One of our birthing yours. stories. Yeah, yours. Yours. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It was me. Yeah. Um, though you were there. You were there for sure. Um, but we would love to hear your birthing stories and birth plan. Yes. Or stories. rather the comparison between the the plan and the event. At what point did you let the birth plan go? And you were like, whatever happens. Or did it happen exactly to <gasps> plan? Are you the person that it actually went to plan? We need to hear that too. Come on over to facebook.com slash funny parents and share your stories. We would love to hear them. We'll have a post up there. You can respond. And yes, yes, we'd love to hear uh, the differences or the similarities. Yes. Thank you to Ophir Eisenberg for sharing her brilliance and her story with us. And thank you all for listening. And we'll be back in your ears soon. Bye.